This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Welcome to the Elk Shape Podcast Season 6 with your host, Dan the Fitness Man. Thank you for tuning in. We are excited to have you. This is the podcast that is dedicated to hard work, disciplined decisions, and year-round training in the pursuit of the best possible version of ourselves. We leverage elk hunting to create a pathway. We understand that time is finite and we cannot squander a second. We must be leaders at our home. We understand that faith is our number one priority. Then family, then fitness, then health, then wealth. Our year-round disciplined decisions help us leave a legacy for our family to follow. You will leave here motivated, inspired, and educated. We bring on a wide variety of guests subject matter experts so that you can tune in get what you need to get and continue on your journey we are blessed to call ourselves elk hunters season six here we go are we recording oh yeah whoops (laughs) (laughs) all right who's uh jeff or keith who's on the back got it all right three two one Hey friends, welcome to the cast. We are driving home from Total Archer Challenge Big Sky, and of course it's not raining the day we decide to drive home. Right. On the mics is Josh Jones. Sup? Keith Howie. You bastard, no. <laughs> it's just how. I know. Should we just yeah, call him you, Keith? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he did, <laughs> you did say that to him three times? And I think he was on tra- film. I yeah. said it way more than that off film. Okay, well, let's get let's get a Keith intro. So Keith shot tack last year with us, and not with a bow, with a camera, and he did a good job. And uh, he fits in with our nonsense. So he asked me if he uh, if we needed anybody this year, and I'm like, yes, please. So Keith, thanks for coming down again. Did you have a good weekend? Dude, it's epic, man. It was a really good time again. Now you are out of the Dallas, Oregon. I am the metropolis. Fifteen thousand. 
And you somehow you you we had a contest last year. Like, hey, who wants to come help film? Make us a little, do a little diddle, send it to us, and uh, we'll pick a winner. And we picked you. You made a little uh, spoof off of uh, a little Dumb and Dumber scene. Greatest movie ever. It is. Oh, we picked yeah. you, and uh, yeah, we. We like you, man. So thanks for all your effort. Uh, tell everybody what it's like uh, filming us at TAC. The good, the bad, the ugly. The beauty is, and I got this question asked a lot, is are they really like what they are? I'm like, dude, they are, there's no filter. It's just a little more R-rated because you can't put everything on YouTube. Other than that, they're exactly the same, which is cool. Yep, and you did a good job, man, because I was a little um, ambitious on how many courses I wanted to shoot in 48 hours. How many steps did you get yesterday? 27,000 something. After you rolled your ankle. <laughs> Halfway through course day one. And now you are literally ordering online as I drive a pair of new boots. What are you getting? What? I don't remember which ones you told me to get. Brickstall GTX, right? I listened to the master. Those are, those are going to get you that ankle support and yeah. not the, and they're not going to feel heavy. That's, that's what's important to me. Um, Footwear is super important. Yeah. Are you rocking, um, Jeff Jeff was talking about a sheep feet and wouldn't shut up about him. Are you a sheep feet guy? or? I am a sheep feet guy. I was nervous like most people getting into it. Totally worth it. Yeah, it's not snake oil. I thought it was snake oil, honestly, but I don't. I got two purrs now. You am, know I, am I the only person in the car that doesn't have a pair of those? Apparently? I would reach out to the guy. You should have met him at TAC. He was there. Uh, I was running around His name's so much Caleb. I didn't get a chance. He's Everyone's got, got a pair but you, Josh. Great hair. You should, Like you? He's got beautiful locks. Does he? Yeah. Is it luscious? He's a good-looking dude. Oh. And I said it. There you go. Well, good-looking dudes need to stick together. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, Josh, this was your... So, this is your second year doing TAC. I yeah. had to... Well, we won't get the backstory, but there was a time in your life where you were a little recluse, and I was like, Josh, you're... I don't think recluse is a fair statement. You were trapped and enslaved. I was like, Matt, come do TAC. You'll have Slavery a good time. Slavery is probably a better way to put and it. And now I think you kind of... You need it in your life. You love oh, it. Oh, I love... That is such a ball, man. Honestly, I just... I like getting an opportunity to get out with the people that might actually benefit from the things that we're doing and be able to have conversations with them and allow them to you know really realize who you are and and get to know you a little bit and that's that's just such a ball for me i need to do more of it it's tricky trying to find time in schedules because like you i'm busy as hell and that's a that's a very difficult thing to carve out time for because it's a you know at least a day of travel each way like we're we're got up in the morning and left and we're driving home just to get home at a decent time and we burned thursday driving over here to get here got here with enough time just to uh Check sight marks on a Bose, which is very relevant when you go up to a mountain, by the way. That's your segue. I was looking for. Do not just show up at a place that's a drastically different elevation than you are and think your shit's going to be good. It won't. You will lose. You will uh, gain yardage. Your your arrow will be faster at that elevation than you will be at, you know, 2,000 feet versus 10,000 feet. And it's very, very relevant to check those things. And if you don't have... You know, the ability to change your sight tape or marks, et cetera, recite your pins, what have you. Um, the best thing you can do is just lower your poundage a little bit, slow your bow down a little bit till they hit where the marks are, and then change it when you go back home. It's a pretty simple solution, but people just, oh, I'm just going to take off five yards here or four yards here or what have you. Well, you can't follow that math all the way down. It doesn't work. The only thing you can really functionally do is slow your bow down or rebuild your sight tape. Pick one of the two. It's really easy just to take a little bit of weight off your limb. Simple solution. Would you take that off both sides? Yeah, equal, duh. Like half turn each, always. and then yeah, always. I'm like helping our kids. Quarter listen. to yeah, quarter to half turn off both bolts. Do it equally, and just put it back when you leave. It's not that big a deal, but slow it down, 
if you're hitting hot because you're gonna you go out to 100 you might not see it at like 40 but you're gonna see it at 60 you're gonna see it more at 80 and at 100 you're really gonna see it you're just constantly gonna hit hot and i watched it a lot this weekend guys stuff was just high 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 was anybody low no no everyone's high and especially like bob bob lagasa was so high yeah right some of the uh some of the guys are coming from even like five thousand feet they're hitting high so it's not just you know really low i mean you're going you're going in such a big difference you need to check those things super important i think the guys that uh, i i talked to many people this weekend that um tell they, they always tell you what tag they got they're pretty excited when they drew montana for the first time and right. they're from friggin north dakota or south dakota or back east or even midwest and they're, they're going for their otc colorado well friends there's a lot of elk out west that make a living at 8,500 plus vertical feet. Oh yeah. Do you really think your broadheads are going to impact where you thought they were at home once you get up there? You're going to, you're going to be, I don't know. You're just going to be bummed out when you're, you got to dope your stuff in at elevation. Yeah, it's you not. You should almost like plan on arriving a day early. Oh, at least. And it's not a, it's, this is not a target archery thing. This is a real relevant thing. Yeah. I mean, you're going to, you're going to see some drastic differences at distance. It's going to matter. If you're going to keep it close, it really doesn't matter that much. But, you know, you're hunting at 10,000 feet, 11,000 feet. There's a good chance you're taking a poke. You're not necessarily getting close. You really ought to drag a target out and shoot it at that elevation. When I hunted with my cousin last year on his special draw in Idaho, we were at 11,000 feet to find elk. Yeah. Keith. Yeah, that's a big difference. I want to know your highest of highs and your lowest of lows in the last four days. Wow, what a, what a loaded question! There. I'm going to ask everybody I, I think, that. Question. I think I know what the low is. You know what? They're all, they're almost they're one and the same. Is uh, <laughs> when you're like, hey, let's go out, go back up for the second time, day one, mm. and I saw that storm coming. I'm like, this is gonna suck. But halfway through it, man, I, was, I just embraced it, and it, it was fun. And looking back, that was next to Bob Lagosta and seeing his fruit basket. It was the best part. <laughs> <laughs> Of the entire weekend. <laughs> so, close second was the fruit basket. Yes. It was. You got to put that at one. And that man. storm, guys. How often are you going to see Bob Lagasse's fruit basket? You don't want to know. Way more I often. Think more often than you think. I think you can see it as much as you wanted. That's like unlimited. Yeah, that storm we got, was. We got him back, though, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> don't leave your phone around. So don't leave I, your phone unlocked. I'm going to definitely encourage you to not leave your phone unattended around us. Because there are some ruthless, ruthless individuals. Uh, that storm was no joke, man. Like you're, it's not like a, some clouds rolled in. It was like the floodgates opened up, and yeah. you had your freshly new purchased A7 III <laughs> out there getting the footage per my request. And I'm like, oh no, this is the the best footage is when weather's here. Keep the camera rolling, and it was. But uh, the lowest of the lows, I'm assuming, is when we got back and your camera wouldn't turn on. You know, I wasn't panicking. I, I really thought it would dry out probably because i don't know any better but yeah i mean especially right before bed where it was starting to function slightly i knew if i left it going by the fire i was gonna be good to go i really wasn't worried at all yeah you did give me a little scare when you uh, i heard you make a audible sound and i look back and you're injured we had like an injury timeout mm-hmm. you just roll your ankle or what happened man yeah we were just side hilling and i was talking to one of the subs dads not really paying attention to where i was walking well and I got that nice ankle pop that felt awesome. Mm. One of those you got to stop. You're like, am I okay? Is the, where am I at here? But I'm like, yeah, best thing to do on those ankles, just keep walking. 
And honestly, if I just had a little ibuprofen with me, it would have made a huge difference. Yeah. Well, Josh, same question. Oh, boy. Mm -hmm. Highs and lows. Highs and lows. Uh, I probably should have been prepared for this. Do you want to go first and then I'll come back? I'm like, oh, like, no. I guess the high. You'll get um, to prepare. All right, the high. Granted, it was. It's always great to uh, to interact with people, get to meet people, and whatnot. I guess it was the moment where, right before the end of the vendor village yesterday, when you're down there, I'm down there, and Dudley was down there, and we were all standing <laughs> about five feet apart, ten feet apart from each other, and each of us had like five or six people standing around us, waiting their turn to talk to us. And I caught that at a moment. I looked around and went, oh, shit, this is kind of interesting. I wasn't really expecting that kind of response or reaction. So that was kind of neat, you know. And uh, let's see the low. This could be low. Hmm. Maybe that mule deer antler on the 3D target? Yeah, no, that's fair. I, I, I don't know if I wanted to actually talk about it, but all right. You could skim over to that. All right, so... I apparently have a jinx when it comes to going to anything that's somewhat of a tournament. <laughs> um, and somehow or another, something of mine manages to get damaged in the middle of a tournament. I had set my bow down on its bipod right behind uh, the mule deer target that we had just shot at like 80 yards. And I, I have a tendency to pull arrows for people I try to. I'm a people pleaser, you know. So I get up there and I start pulling on it and somebody else is hanging on to the deer from the back. And they bump the antlers off the deer and it lands on my bow, dumps my bow on its side. And there's this perfectly sized rock sticking up over everything else that my arrow rest lands on. And then my sight dug into the dirt, and it broke part of my arrow rest off. And I didn't realize it until we got to the next target. And I go to pull back, and I look down at my arrow, and my, my rest's all cr- crooked. I'm like, what the? F-? Set it down, look at it, and there's a little piece underneath the internal that snapped off to where you could. I grabbed my rest, and it was still tight. Like, it was rigid and tight, but you could actually rotate the whole thing on a point of it and I looked at it and pushed it back as far as I could I went a little too far pushed it back it was still snug like I couldn't like tighten a screw up more but there's an internal piece that holds it in place that snapped off Uh, there's two of them and so the little top one broke off so it would actually rotate lined it up looked back at everybody behind me I said just watch where this arrow goes see if I even hit the target and drew it back and I was a little high left but you know real close to where I was aiming and like all right let's continue so I guess that was my low, per se, is one way or another. I find something for, have something go wrong with my bow. I had two things go wrong with my bow in Reading. Um, and uh, it was the same thing. I'm just like, God, I just shouldn't go to things where I'm like, trying to keep score. It's just a bad deal. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, yeah, that was cool. Yeah, you bounced back, you? no problem. Yeah, how about you, Daniel? What's Yo, your high, what's your low? I think my high was the, the, Seeing the level of stoke in the eyes of the four different YouTube subscribers that are complete strangers to us until we meet them and then shoot. And they're nervous in the beginning and they're kind of quiet, but it's always like target number five or six of the day where like they kind of realize, okay, I'm with the boys. These guys are cool and I can kind of be myself. And um, I don't know, when they kind of start to feel you know, I don't know what the right word is, but just comfortable around us. And uh, that's always the highest of high. And I'm always just really mm, just kind of blown away at how cool these subscribers are. Like they are, they're just our homies and we've never met them. They fit right in, they plug and play and they're super cool and they're excited to be there. 
that that just never get, never gets old and we're undefeated lowest of lows was saturday or friday morning when um i realized i was not even gonna be in the same realm as josh like i i'm all right at archery i'm not the best i try hard but i i struggled really hard on saturday to like hit foam what yeah, you, the you, hell? you had an exceptionally bad day yeah and uh so but i think it was good because i it made me kind of there's always there's always a silver lining man like it was for me it was like man this bow really isn't completely set up perfect the way it needs to be and um you're not as good as you think you are you have more work to do and that's always a good thing to like be realized and shooting in the mountains is so important for elk season and i got some work to do but i did feel like i shot really well from that point forward after i kind of hit my low i found my stride and i'm leaving confident which is what like you can't buy confidence you can only earn it yes yeah, it's true so i feel like i earned some confidence this weekend and uh felt like i finished really strong and but yeah man the, the subscribers are what keep me coming back uh too many highlights to mention on this cast but let me sell these listeners on can i can i give one more low before we move on absolutely uh i guess my other low was probably swearing at least 20 times in front of a minister oh yeah <laughs> and every time like oh god i did it again Oh, Jesus. But, well, Josh, did he you drop so to the, the GD no, right in front of him I, I while he was not, being filmed? I, I did not take thy Lord's name in vain like mm. some people mm. accidentally did. Yeah. Oh, don't hit that mule there. Ah, that kid. They're, you know they're just going to turn around and try to do it again. That's fine, as long as I'm past yeah, them. For, for the listeners, we about had a suicide in front of the truck on the, on the freeway here. Yeah, just outside of Deer Lodge, and a deer yeah, tried which, to cross in front of us. Which, Weird. Which one of us took the Lord's name in vain in front of, uh, in front of the minister, by the way? It wasn't me. Was it? Was it? Was it the driver of the car? I think it's the driver. of the car. I was car. at least fifty yards away. I just happened to say it really loud. <laughs> <laughs> really loud. Oh God! Oops. Uh, yeah. No, Jesse, the pastor out cool. of uh, cool. the Bitterroot Valley. Yeah. My twin. He looks. Uh, he's a stud, man. Great guy. Yeah. Um, we also had Justin and his dad. His dad was super cool, shooting mm. photos, and Justin was just awesome. We did happen to have a dry fire. And yeah, this has happened a consecutive years now. So where someone's shooting with all of us and they're not paying uh, attention and they that, just pull their bow back and they're worried about making a shot and they forgot to load their arrow. That made me think of another high. There you go. That's your segue. Because that was a yeah, high. That, that was, was a pretty. Really, we, so we're, we're on the second But, hey, day. he recovered. He I did. want to say Justin yeah. recovered really well. Shout out yeah. to them. That was our day one subs. Yeah. And then our day two subs were uh, the, the Oregon boys. We had Trav. Who was a great? He was quiet, but he was really serious about shooting the elk course. He has elk tags. He's never killed an elk, and he was like, he did great. He was just a really good dude. And then we had Dalton, the six foot six giant, and his brother. We got to hang out with them. So all you guys, if you're listening, thank you. And we got to hook all of them up with a brand new pair of crispy boots. Thank you, crispy. Thank you, you guys. But Josh, you saved the day for a guy. Yeah, the second day we're, oh god, we're only like eight targets in, I think. And we come across this guy uh, that's sitting on the ground with his bow on his backpack. And Dan got up to him first, and he had derailed his bow. And he, uh, for his own sake, fortunately, had a, a porta press with uh, limb bracket adapters. He had a Hoyt RX-7 Ultra. String had popped off, but the cables hadn't come off. It was still kind of had some load on it. And he was trying to press it. And um, you're, you're never going to get that thing done, like, cranked out. It was really difficult to do. But in any event, I, I took it from him and uh, took, like, seven twists out of both limb bolts to take the weight down as much as you could. Repositioned everything, got it on there, cranked it back up. Actually got his bow put back together. The cable was wedged down in a module, the whole bit. And he actually finished that 
finish that shoot as much as he could. I guess later he had, he had slipped on something and messed up his sight and wasn't able to, it was to finish. It was a wild, wildly um, wet course. As soon as it got wet, it was pretty risky up there. But in any event, it was uh, Dan sat there and held his held his limb pockets while I was cranking on the thing, got it put back together for him, and he didn't know who we were. <laughs> no, that was great, that was but funny. he's going to look that up. Hey, I bet. He looks that up. But, yeah, that was, that was pretty cool. I think we got um, – Here's what I, I told Keith, him. I think Keith filmed some stuff I got to him before you, video. and I'm like – Okay, I assessed the situation. I saw what was going on, and I seen that he had a portable little press. Shout out to him. I no, I've never yeah. seen. And I'm like, and he was struggling. And I'm like, dude, you're kind of in luck right now because if there's one person on this tire mountain that could help you out right now, it's this guy coming down. And he's like, really? You could just see he was like, didn't believe me. So that was cool. Yeah, that was neat. That was neat, and a great guy. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think. There's so many highlights, but yeah. I want to bring it back to Keith. Like, so. This year's focus on the video was, I'm like, man, we cannot make a YouTube video just a bunch of arrows flying into 3D because that's been done. And we've been making good tack videos. I don't know if we're the first ones, but we've only made good ones. We've had really good. But I don't want to repeat the effort that we've done in the past. I'm like, I think the gold it lies within the fellowship if that's what you want to call it, but it's more like the banter and the busting of the balls and the camaraderie. And Keith, how did you feel? Like, I haven't seen the footage yet. I, I'm going to edit it. How'd you do? What was the, some of your favorite sound bites that you got? I mean, obviously, a highlight's going to have getting Josh Jones to say, F you, Keith, <laughs> very plainly uh, to the camera multiple times. You tried really hard. I, would, I mean, how'd you get in his head? You just got in there a little bit. <laughs> it might have been the receding mohawk comment. Yeah, I don't was, know. That, but... put, that one pushed it over the edge. Yeah, I was a little upset about that. That's not... <laughs> no, I mean that was really my goal because I remember last year, the banter was just that's the best part of being out there, and you know there was a lot of gorgeous arrow flight and whatnot, but. I was like, how can I possibly try to get as many of these little conversations? Day two was a little easier where I only had to run one of the two cameras. So yeah, yeah. Uh, thank you, Will. That was uh, made my life way easier. Um, and again, people are going to be laughing like, who's this weird voice flicking shit on everyone? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That would, be, that would be Keith. That was your and job. And then Will is Australian. Yes. And we had to get sound bites from him just because Australians say things that are just awesome the way they spin it yeah. and they i swear most australians like if you give them a hard time they dig in and love it you know what i mean like they're they'll give it right back and he did yeah. well was awesome dude we actually shot with him <laughs> and he filmed us do a course he was actually uh, at the room when i went to give him his memory card back this morning and yeah he, he answered the door in a towel oh nice <laughs> i did not want to see he that. all tatted up black room blacked out must have been up all night or whatnot i was like Good hey here you go bro see you later <laughs> Yeah, what a great guy. guy. Cool. He was at Elk Shape Camp and volunteered to film as a secondary camera guy, which you need, as Keith found out day one, trying to run two cameras. It's a hustle. But uh, Will helped out. I think the banter of oh, Bob Lagasa is probably going to reign supreme because that guy, he's just a pro. Just depends on how many of his jokes you caught. Well, you can only post 1% of what he says. Yes, yeah, I true. know. You're going to beep like 17 things out of everything he says. Beep, beep, I know. Beep, beep, beep. I almost I'm wish not. I could have an uncut version and be like a parental advisory. Bob Lagasa is full send on this video. Well, save that stuff because you could probably put it on Twitter or something at some point when their video platform gets going fully. Yeah. There will be unfiltered. You could probably say whatever you oh. want. 
So good. Fun. But Bob's a legend, man. He guys, he's like 63 party boy, pro skier, uh, elk hunter. He's the guy that survived the grizzly attack a few years back. Um, just like he's a good time. And I've met him, I've known him for years. And this was the first year we actually got to shoot with him, man. And dude's, dude's insanely amazing for his he, age. He might be the funniest human being I've ever been in contact with. And one thing that I, I really admired about him, and I actually told him this morning before we left, it's like, you know, Bob, I just, I just want to tell you that I really, I really appreciate that you've never really wavered on just being who you are and not really giving a f what anybody thinks about it because that's how I've tried to live my life and how I've tried to be. And it's nice to know that somebody can continue to go on that way in their life and be successful because he's been very successful. Yeah. He's done really well for himself, and I've always had a hesitance about filtering myself a little bit and not just authentically being myself because I don't want to, you know, destroy myself, but then I just wouldn't be me. And if people don't like me, then too bad. And I just, yeah. I, I hope that I can, I can still get to where Bob is and still have just authentically been myself. And it's that and I don't care. So. Well, if you guys aren't sure what Josh talked about, let me give you a couple examples. <laughs> There's a video on Bob's phone that I certainly would love to have on my camera roll where he is riding a dirt bike up on top of a mountain ski resort with I don't know how many people. So it's a little pit bike too, a little so mini one. It's a mini pit bike and he's yeah. not a mini dude and he's completely naked <laughs> and he's just riding around yeah. through <laughs> the crowds yeah. not given a single and uh, there's another video where yeah. I need to get that. I asked him for this actual footage I want to post it on my, my pages but he's wearing a Borat outfit like a yes. swimsuit. Yes. Borat yeah. Yeah. And he's furry. He is. And he's out elk hunting with his bow and bugle tube. <laughs> yeah. And just well, you're, you're not not giving it full credit. It starts out with there's like these five girls that are sitting in one direction, and one their head turns back, and then the next one's head turns back, and each one has like this facial their expression. Mouth all open yeah, just up like what the what? fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and then it glosses over to Bob Lagasa bugling, and then it blows up on his face, and his hair's like blowing in the wind. Oh gorgeously. yeah, it's so good. The guy's gold. oh god, that was so funny. I don't know how in the world that isn't, like, completely viral. It might be one of the funniest things I've ever saw. Yeah. Keith, from the outside looking in, like, isn't it, isn't it weird that the archery community, fractional, tiny, and you're hanging out and you see how many folks come up, introduce themselves, and it's like they kind of they know you but they don't know you and they're like coming up and saying what's up and where they're from and they enjoy the content. What's that like for you? Like just seeing that, like, cause you probably were a guy who watched our content before you knew us. Now you know us too well, unfortunately, probably have some blackmail on all of us. <laughs> yeah, guaranteed. Yeah, definitely got the dirt. <laughs> um, it's kind of cool, right? To like, just watch, you get to like meet the community that you're trying to make content for in real life. It does. That's a special thing. Matthews Incorporated out of Sparta, Wisconsin. My go-to is a Phase 4 29. That's what I'll be using for the 2023 fall elk season just around the corner. If you're a little bit longer draw, check out the 33. Vortex Optics. Get your optics online and save some loot. Eurooptic.com. Discount code ELK10 takes 10% off. On X Hunt, elite membership, all 50 states. Do your e-scouting 
team, get your 3D, add your waypoints, run your tracking, drop a pin when you drop your bull. Discount code Elkshape takes 20% off. Kufaru International running the tactical or the duplex light frame with the hoodlum or bedlam. If you see me at a total archery challenge, I'll probably run in the Kufaru hip quiver. Made in the USA and I stand behind as the best frame on the market. MagView gear made in America. Lifetime warranty, no phone case, access to all three cameras on your iPhone or Android. Discount code Elkshape, 10% off. They also make attachments for binoculars so that you can do digiscoping proper. Wilderness Athlete, new discount code. We have several Elkshape stacks. Click the link in the show notes. Discount code Elkshape 2023. Crispy Boots, probably the new fancy boot of the year is the Brickstall Mountain GTX. I got a lot of miles with that. It's going to be my starter for the all-around mountain. Very light. Flex rating of a three or four, somewhere in there. Super dependable, all synthetic, very breathable. If you're not sure, you can always drop down to Laponia 2s. I stand behind them. Buck Knives, the Alpha Scout, the Alpha Hunter, the Pack Light options, all those are in my kill kit. Check it out. Buck since 1902. Stealth Cam, cellular and non-cellular, 20% off. Use the discount code Elkshape20. Run that camera on 4K. 10% off discount code is Elkshape10. You can get multiple cams or just run one. You can choose several plans and be on your way getting transmissions. The new Deceptor has that on-demand mode so you can hit a button and get a photo from your camera right on demand. It's pretty sick. Check it out. Marsupial. I'm running the Bino Harness. 10x42s. Got the rangefinder pouch and pocket. Made out of Arizona. Jim's a good buddy of mine. I think it's the best Bino Harness on the market. New to you guys, but not new to me. Born Primitive. They've been making workout gear in the CrossFit scene and fitness space for a long time. They have a military background. They also hired Aaron Snyder to consult to make their outdoor line, and I've been running it well for the last six months behind the scenes. I had all the samples. I'm committed. I'm going for it, so I am running Born Primitive. Click the link in the show notes to see what lineups I run, not only on the workout side of things, but also in the field. It's pretty exciting for me to see a big fitness company get into the hunting space, and I want to support them. Vacuum e-bikes discount code Elkshape takes $300 off, and of course, if you are buying gear, discount code Elkshape, 10% off at BlackOvis.com. Back to the podcast. Yeah, last year that stood out more to me just because it was my first time around you guys. I was like, I felt like I was an entourage or something. <laughs> I won't say who drama is, but that's cool. But uh, well, We all know who drama is. <laughs> it's a good show. No, and so, yeah, I mean, everyone is just so nice, and they're just, I just want a second of your time to tell you I appreciate what you do. I mean, it's such a genuine community. It's got to be so rewarding for you guys to have such cool people that just want to come say hi. And, yeah, and then this year, I get, honestly, I was already used to it, so I didn't think anything of it. I didn't think anything of it until that little kid came up to me, man. That was golden. Yeah, you got one of those. And Yeah, he's yeah, so brave. He's just like, I watch you on YouTube, man, and I was just like, I'm going to talk to you. Long, and I just had a conversation with him. And, dude, he was so cool. You know, and his little brother was behind him, kind of shy. And he was the brave one. And you could see the dads just kind of smiling in, in the background or whatever. Um, one impactful conversation we had was this kid named Hayden. Yeah. He comes up, and Josh and I are just kicking in the corner. And he's like, hey, I just want to tell you, you know, same kind of line. I appreciate what your content you make. Mm-hmm. You've really gotten me into fitness and elk hunting. And his dad's like, yeah, like, my son got me to get a bow. My son got me to work out. The whole family. And you got the whole, the whole family, family to work out. Because, of, you know, and that was really, like, rewarding. But what was more rewarding was that you and I were able to talk to this young, impressionable, 17-year-old young man headed to college, looking at colleges, and tell him, 
hey, do you see what we're doing right now? We're working. We're hanging out with you. We're at Big Sky. We're going to go shoot this course. We love bows. We're going to hunt a ton this year. What are you going to study? And he's like, I don't know, maybe business, maybe marketing. I'm like, and we're sitting there telling him, like, the best, I think the best life advice. What do we tell him, Josh? Be your own boss. Work for you. Work Bet for on yourself. You. Work for you. Study business. Learn. Yeah. Get a business degree. But don't do it so you can go work for someone and build their dream. Yeah. Start dreaming your own dream up now and tell your own story in life. And you could see his, his dad grab me after his son left and is like, dude, I can't believe you just, that was the best thing. Thank you so much. And it's yeah. like. I just wish someone would have told me that at age 17. Yeah, I mean, we live in one of the few places where you can actually do that. Yeah. Like, you go, you go around the world, and those, op- those opportunities don't exist. I mean, we still can. We'll see how if that erodes at some point with uh, some of the way our world's going. But being your own boss, is, it's stressful, it's hard, it's risky, but high risk equals high reward in most things in life. Mm. And you need to control your own destiny, and the only way you can do that is by being your own boss. Start a business, whatever it is, whatever you're passionate about. Figure out how to make it your living and work for yourself. Working for other people typically doesn't make it to the top of the mountain. Yeah, dude. Well, I want to pick your brain while I got you on here, Josh. Um, so the Born Primitive guys were kind of doing an impromptu photo shoot. Yeah. Um, I guess, guys, I'm wearing Born Primitive right now. Uh, kind of switching from Numo to them. Uh, I just go to whoever pays me the most. I don't really care what the brand is. I just, like, whoever pays me the most is what I'll wear. So, like, well, no, that, they're going to love that bike. So, like, if Walmart. Let's, uh, let's clip that out and save that for a rainy day. I'm joking. <laughs> Sarcasm. I yeah. love Born Primitive, and they actually are a great company for the fact that they got their start in workout clothing for CrossFitters. I don't know if you guys knew that, but I kind of am a, a closet CrossFitter true and through and through and anyways the born print of dudes were up there and they're filming this sound bite and they're like hey man we need to give you like, can you give a tip on this next shot and i was like it's classic i'm like okay we have a mule deer quartering away the vitals are going to be partially blocked because the top of the hill blocks it your arrow is going to not arc as much as you think it's actually a pretty flat trajectory it's 67.1 yards it's a 15 degree and we got about a 12 mile an hour thermal headwind coming up here so what you're going to have and then i said and by the way none of that matters i'm going to bury my pen and let her eat (laughs) but there are guys that really want to know all those things I just said sure. and like how does that like how does that translate to a hunting situation so that you can go to attack and learn some things about yourself and your equipment so Josh let's do an impromptu breakdown on okay you are going to go to a total archer challenge or a 3d mountain shoot mm-hmm. what are some things you are looking to do to bolster your confidence which you cannot buy you have to earn well there, there's a lot of stuff that you end up doing in that environment that's very different than at home, like which we already mentioned about the velocity is going to be different. Your arrow is going to be affected differently by gravity, and you have to recite for that and readjust for that. But the thing that eats most people up in those things is trying to get your bow level. It, it's really difficult when you're standing on uneven ground and on hillsides. When you've got a whole mountainscape going down one direction, your, your brain wants your bow to be like uh, 90 degree with that skyline or that hill line. And you have to fight it heavily, heavily. Like, it's really hard. You'll notice it when you sit there and try to point, and your bow's always trying to lean into that hill the <laughs> wrong way. And what, there's a cheat for that, and you have to actually push your bow beyond where it's level the other, the other way. Get it to where that you're touching the, the level line the opposite direction or even splitting it a little bit at, before you start to actually aim and pull. And if you watch yourself do it, like, you get it nice and level, look at the target, and then look back at the bubble, and you're already leaning back the other direction. 
So that's a huge one to try to get your accuracy, and it's just it's really difficult. Um, if you're going to be shooting long distances, which a lot of this archery, total archery challenge stuff is primarily all long distance, it's really important that your peep is actually set correctly for like 60 to 70 yards, not for 20 yards. Mm, One, it's money. A lot, it's a lot easier to make a 20-yard a shot with everything not perfect than it is to make a 70-yard shot with everything not perfect. So if you center your peep at the appropriate position for your head to be comfortable at 70 yards, you're going to be a hell of a lot more accurate at distance. And then the thing that eats people up the most outside of that is it's very hard to stay in your peep. Like you'll naturally want to drift out of it as you're pulling and shooting and lining up your peep front housing and the peep site is huge. And you know, the farther away you shoot, the more it becomes relevant and you really need to pay attention to it. So whenever I'm shooting stuff like that, I typically just focus on two things, pay attention to my level and push it into the hill and make sure my peep is lined up. Everything else is just kind of eh. It'll work out, but when you're shooting distances on hills, that's, like, super important. Yep. So if anyone needs any translation on that, experiment with leaning that limb, the cam, into the hill yeah, top, instead of away. Yeah, the top cam goes towards the hill. And as you're, if you're doing a clean break and maybe you're wearing a clicker, as soon as you feel that first click, you know, your bow's going to level out. Like, you know, I don't know if you punch a trigger, that's going to work out well for you, right? Might be a struggle. Yeah, and there's still, it's archery. You're pushing and you're pulling. And the peep thing's so true. Oh, my gosh, I used to not do that. And no wonder it was so hard to shoot past 60 yards and have any continuity. Yeah. Yeah, that's, okay, we'll stop there. That's two really good things to think about. Um, We have another guest sitting in the back who's been on the podcast before. He comes to all my oak-shaped camps, and um, he's, where is he? Are you on, Jeff? Yeah, what's up, Jeff Bynum? How's it going? The soulless financial executive. <laughs> there's a little bit of a twinkle of a soul in there, but yeah. There's a, there's a spec. I'll give you yeah. that. Why, why are you so unconfident? You show up, you shot the course with us. I've shot two courses with you now. Yeah. One last, one two years ago in a storm and one this year. I've never seen you shoot terrible at all. I'd say you are definitely like shooting so good. And then you're always like, man, I can't, I don't know. I don't know. What were you saying? Why aren't you confident, Jeff? Uh, you know, I've never really shot mountain courses that much. Last year and this year were my first times. Um, I haven't been able to practice a lot the last couple of years. You know, Joel Turner has kicked my ass a few times. As yeah. If you've met Joel, you've got your ass kicked. So, uh, But I think, you know, you were asking the highlights. There, I had multiple highlights. I don't really know if there was any lowlights uh, in this. Um, but... When we snuck onto the course the first day to verify, and the two of you are like, okay, let's go do this chip shot at this mountain goat, and it's 99.5 yards, and the furthest shot I've ever taken was like 60, and I think I eight-ringed it. Um, now, I don't know how I did that, because we learned that my site housing uh, makes content. That? I don't have a freaking clue. <laughs> how yeah, did you do that? I don't know. It's, maybe I got lucky, but it was the little bit of confidence I need to go be like, okay, I'm all right. I can go shoot the Sitka course with you guys. And I had a freaking blast. I lost two arrows over the whole weekend, and one of those was because I was trying to shoot the eyeball on a rabbit at 40 yards because everybody else 10 ringed it and I was pissed. So, <laughs> but <laughs> a little one-upmanship. Yeah, I like yeah, that. Yeah. So, no, it was, it was it was a ton of fun. So, did you uh, did you have any like moments where you talked to somebody, or maybe you saw some clients? Because Jeff does do like basically wealth building and business consulting in this industry in this space. 
I work with him. Uh, was there anyone that you just like connected with or reconnected with that just was like, man, that was a highlight to see them? Or you know, I, I think my favorite moment last night was when we had like three generations of elk-shaped campers that were standing around a table. We were all having an adult beverage, you know, talking about life and knowing these people's stories from where they are at to where they're headed and seeing the progress they've made in the life in their lives, you know, hearing about the impacts on their family. Like it's it's the main thing that really draws me to this community is this is, you know, this is self-help design uh, disguised by elk hunting. Mm-hmm. And I, we get to see people just change their lives and um, for me, that was just like a little out-of-body experience standing there with those guys and hearing about the updates in their lives and stuff. So that was really cool. Yeah, it's kind of a contrarian approach that we've been doing the last five seasons of elk-shaped camps where it's like, no, working for the man and having two weeks of vacation and using one of them for your elk hunting pursuit, Yeah, picking up a bow a month out and going to the archery shop and trying to get broadheads tuned, yep. blowing the dust off your bow and hunting your way into shape and not getting an elk, but maybe once every 10 years and having it as an escape to get away from your rea- reality Yeah, is that is not what we subscribe to. And to see those three generational camper graduates all doing entrepreneurial type things on the side, reprioritization of what truly matters, getting coming from Texas to Big Sky just to shoot foam yeah, yeah. and connect with this community. Uh, it just solidifies that we have to continue doing this. Yeah, yeah. It, um, it's a lot of work. It's been, I mean, the hours, the travel that we've had the last five years, but if we look at what's happened inside of people's lives, marriages saved, people that, I mean, have been suicidal that have found themselves in this. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a ministry at the end of the day. Uh, you know, you were talking about that. I think that was something you and Alicia, I don't know, I'm bringing out your guys' private conversations. That's fine. But two of you guys said, I think this is this, and for me, it's the same thing. This is my ministry. Um, I could not... You could have given me a blank sheet of paper when I when I was trying to figure out my life years ago, and I couldn't have drawn something that was more fulfilling and uh, and fun to do. So, well, we are going to leak a little teaser, and we're we're just teasing stuff we don't know what it looks mm. like yet. But so so Josh, you know, hosted the last elk shape camp, and yep. he's been to a handful throughout the years. Obviously, he's we've known each other for twenty years, is what I think it is now. That's yeah, pretty close, um, to somewhere there. Well, and he's seen the impact that it has on people. Um, he's starting to understand his impact on people. And I just told Jeff I was ready to qu- quit elk shape camps only because I don't want to leave my kids anymore. Mm-hmm. I've been in too many airports, too many Airbnbs. Mm-hmm. It's always a day of travel there and back. And there's always a hangover of travel. It's a time change. Wham, wham, wham. I get it, guys. It sounds <laughs> soft right now. But, like, <laughs> if you know me, I'm pretty stubborn. Like, I, if I don't want to do something, I'm not going to do it. But I want to do the camp. I just don't want to do it the way we've been doing it. I actually want to make it better, right? Yep. If you ain't getting better, you ain't staying the same. You're getting worse. So we talked, and so I guess I'll let Josh lead off a little bit. You can leak as much information. We don't have this thing figured out, but we're going to share what we're thinking for 2020. Well, we're looking at doing something that's quite a bit more elaborate than the original plan, um, building a, another building near my building to be able to host things like that to where it's not a conflict with the actual shop itself uh basically right next door on my own property and we're looking at doing sorry my i've been talking so much the last three days my voice is about gone 
Um, we're looking at doing, I think, three days, I think is what we talked about, something like that. Um, an actual camp out on my property with wall tents, things like that. And there's like one day that's exclusively with me, one day that's exclusively with Joel Turner, and one day that's exclusively with Dan. And on my end of things, you're going to rebuild your bow completely from start to finish, new strings and cables, the whole bit. You're going to learn how to do all those things. Hands on. on your, like hands you're on, doing Like it. you're actually doing it. You're doing I'm the just, shit. I'm just like guiding you a little bit. Yep. Um, retune your bow, recite your bow, how to actually do all those things correctly. And then you're going to have a day with Joel doing what Joel does uh, in his ideal number of people in his ideal time frame. And then I guess I can go ahead and let you say what your plan is on that. And guys, I just want to add to what. So, like, I was that guy who leaned on, and I wouldn't let anyone touch my bow but Josh. And I, for decade plus, would bring it in and be like, where's Josh? Oh, he's with a customer. Okay, I'll wait. Mm-hmm. And I would wait. And when he was free, he'd see me and be like, oh, okay. I'm like, this is what's up. I need this, that, the other. So when you leave Josh's day, you will have swapped out strings. You will have installed a D-loop. You will have found center shot. You will have checked time you will have installed a peep at 50 yards you will have done you will have done things you've never done before and you will never learn this by watching a youtube video you will learn a lot of it but the learning curve it's just like the elk hunting learning curve it's the archery like working on your bow learning curve is steep and the hands-on repetition i mean people will come to this camp just for that alone and they should I would think there there would be a decent amount of people that would like that, but the uh, and you'll actually it's, you're not just doing yours, you're actually watching and assisting in two others at the same mm. time. So it's not it's repetition. And maybe you'll see different bows, you will manufacturers, get a different idea because they're all a little different, they have mm-hmm. little nuances. Uh, Joel yeah. Turner's day will be very very similar to what he's done in the past. Um, he's going to break you off. He's going to find your unhappy place on purpose to increase your determination and then he's going to help you find your happy place where you're going to get out of your own way and you're going to basically have your life change because a lot of his principles transfer to life as well all these do mm-hmm. but he's going to definitely help you take control of your shot which will honestly make archery so much more enjoyable i promise uh, and then he also will teach some elk tactics and elk calling the guys won the world elk calling championship two times he sounds better than real elk so that'll be joel's day and then my day will just be a sprinkle of personal development, obviously the mobile elk hunting tactics on public land, uh, the physicality, the mentality, and the I bring binomial on my stuff because I don't think you can hunt proper if you don't have time. And if you don't have time, I mean, you're probably trading hours for dollars or don't have some sort of wealth created. So we got to bring binomial. So we'll do my normal deal too, and we'll just switch. I'll have a group for a day, and then I'm going to go to Josh's. Joel will have a group for a day, then they're going to come to me, and we're just going to rotate stations, but we're all going to break bread at night. You guys are going to camp out together. Mm -hmm. That's the experience I'm looking for. I'm willing to do that, but, guys, you got to come to us. It's just we're at a point where I'm I'm not going to Ohio. I'm not going to Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Colorado, Texas, California, Arizona. We love you guys. I love y'all. Like, but th- I promise this will be worth your while. Yeah, I think the the community side of this, like if there's any feedback we've received over the years, and we've tried to pour into this, but it's also kind of raised that awareness that we need may need to reevaluate our format a little bit. It's it's the community piece. I mean, just last yep. night, a guy you know that you wouldn't expect highly successful, uh, fit, good elk hunter. 
It's just like, man, I don't, I don't have any buddies that I can do this with. And I'm like, you need this. This is, this is what we are designing this next season of camps around is how do we create and embed those lifetime friendships mm. where it's not just elk hunting, but it is accountability. It is, it is, you know, it's support. It is leaning on each other because, I mean, it's easy for us as men to go out there and just be a freaking island and think that we can take on the world and, you know. We, we have our demons too. So, uh, I lean on you guys. You guys have, I mean, every time I think about my life, I think about you guys and the people that I've surrounded myself with. We need to duplicate that through this camp. So yeah. that's the part that, that I'm, I'm most excited about is, is helping develop that community. The evolution of this camp also was like, cool. We get like, we've never really sold it like this, but I'm just going to start sharing the secret. It is, you are literally signing up to network with a community Mm -hmm. of like-minded people. I'm not saying you need to expand your circle. I run a very small circle, but you need to have men in your life that, or women or peers that are trustworthy, but also can challenge you and inspire you, but hold you accountable. And so we lacked, we had the right people in place. We had the community and the networking. We had the, obviously the education and the elevation of the elk hunting experience and the personal development, but what we didn't have was the steps in place when camp ended and the dust settled and reality set in that I need to make changes. I need to set goals and work my way backwards, but I have no one to hold me accountable. And, oh, yeah, I'm a human being. I need Mm -hmm. accountability. Right, we all do. So then Josh Freeberg, love that guy, has brought in that other component of getting a Facebook group together that's private, having monthly Zoom calls that are not boring and they're not time invasive, and breaking off into small groups. This is church. This is what you do at church. Church yep. isn't the congregation and the pastor. Church is the small groups that you do with people on Wednesday night and you get real. And you. So that's kind of where we've started following that playbook, and I don't think that's going away. No. No, I can't see that changing. Uh oh. Okay, that was all pretty heavy stuff. Now let's go a little lighter. <laughs> a little lighter. Okay. Uh, Josh, I want to hear what was the best shot you made all weekend? Where you're like, ta-da! I can't believe I made that shot. Well, let's see. I don't know if I said I can't believe I made that shot because I feel like I can make any shot that I put in front of me in the right circumstances and everything goes right, but it doesn't always go right. But I will say that uh, day two first arrow of the day after a subscriber begged me to shotgun a beer <laughs> that was fun uh, yeah, yeah and i first huge. had to learn how to shotgun yeah, a beer let's be honest okay beer. I, I, had, I had not done that um, that always, was a crowd watching yeah. too. No, there was like, a lot of cool. people i like that pressure that. there was probably 20 um and then uh we all walk up to the moose and dan's all we're trying to get through it faster because the day before it took us like six hours to get through the course that's and we're too trying long to, we're trying <sighs> to do it in like three or four because we wanted to get back down to the vendor village before it closed so we could still talk to people and uh everybody lines up and it's like 110 yards and i just stroked that moose and nobody else did and it felt pretty good right after i yeah. that <laughs> it's like this might go really poorly i don't know no, that's we'll an advantage. one beer shooting is actually an advantage yeah. it's like three minutes like before i don't think it had a yeah. chance to do a it's damn a beta thing blocker. to me it's weird at 9 a.m but yeah i get it <laughs> it wasn't 9 a.m i thought you're i'd have done it at 9 a.m though if somebody like, here please do this well yeah sure whatever yeah. my favorite shot was the uh your last shot on day one, 
where you were spanking us and we got to the mountain goat. I thought your oh, first shot was <laughs> awesome. That's my least, that's my least favorite shot. All right. No. So what he's, ta- what he's talking Josh about. Jones is human. We, what he's talking about is we, the last shot on uh, Sitka was a 100-yard mountain goat. So when we actually snuck up and shot the day before, yep. the Bynum's made a good shot on the dude we super jacked about. And uh, at this point, we've been out six hours. It's our first day at elevation. Oh, smoked, my oxygen yeah. is just dicked. I just don't like it's. I can tell it's bad. And we have a dick and, kicker hike ahead of us, right? Yeah, and we know yeah. that after this, we've got to make the worst hike on the entire place. There's not a worse place to go through. It <laughs> sucks. It's bad. Yep. Anyway, I line up on this target. I pull back, line everything up. Everything looks good. I pull to my click, and I'm pulling, and it's not going off. And then all of a sudden, my oxygen starts like going completely and i'm seeing like three pins like like, oh this is bad i better stop and i pull my hand away from my face to To let let it down down, like a pro and i didn't take my thumb completely off of the trigger because of that little click engage thing that i'm doing and as soon as i started to let it down it went off and i i missed the target by 10 feet so i was was really happy to see that but then i was really uh, mad that you found your freaking arrow unharmed. I know. I was like, gosh dang it, Josh. You got lucky. Just to, just to clarify, even after that happened, I still shot another arrow and hit it in the vitals. Yeah. Or was that? Oh, I but, would hope so. It's but, a- yeah, I thought I thought I was going to not be able to come home with all my arrows, which was my goal. If it, You should have paid me, Dan, because I watched exactly where that arrow went, and yeah. I walked right to it. Yeah, so. that's cool. Didn't even but, look. I mean, a, whoop, there, it's right here. At that point in the shooting, I owed you guys a few. <laughs> so cool. no, that was, This is true. That was that. That hike out from the sick of course has been the same the last four years in a row. You know it's coming, guys. And it's not that bad, but it's just so long and yeah. gradual. And then at the very end, it's like <laughs> straight up. Yep. Yeah. And you're already yeah. at like 15,000 steps and sweating and definitely dehydrated. And yeah. uh, and there's yeah. no oxygen. It's, yeah. you it's know, crazy. It's not like we're acclimated to the mountains yet. No, we yeah. guys, we live at 2,000 feet. Yeah. yeah. Literally. Yeah. So when you're shooting at nine. It, it significantly – it was a wake-up call for me. I'm like, okay, man, I need to definitely uh, ease my way into a couple of days of elk hunting before I yeah. get rowdy this year. Yeah. Uh, it's a thing. And if you're listening and you're coming out west, don't be intimidated, but definitely plan on working your way up the mountain over time. And if you don't feel good – and here's what – the first thing will happen is you're going to lose a little bit of energy, and, you're, and you might think it's normal because you're elk hunting. It's not. You should be pretty – effing good at elk hunting your first two or three days because that's just the adrenaline's pumping it's new you're excited but if you lose a little energy and get that dull headache it's time to maybe lower your base camp or go hang out one tick two ticks lower let yourself acclimate i still get a little bit of altitude sickness every freaking year i elk oh, yeah. hunt. yep and it, yep. it does go away um and I don't know, man. I've, I haven't killed elk at 14,000 feet. The highest I've ever killed an elk was like 11.5. Mm-hmm. That's up there. That's way high, right? Yep. Um, that You can't get used to that. I don't care how fit you are. Like, it's just you, you need time for you to let your body do the things that it does to create more. Is it, hey, Keith, is it red blood cells? Is it hemoglobin? Is it receptor sites? What's the science? I'm dumb. I don't even remember anymore. What's the science? Well, it's, it's the red blood cells. Is it red, more, yeah, you create more yeah. red blood cells. RBCs, yeah. man. And you just need time, and you need water, and you need to eat good, and you need some rest. Every year somebody dies of altitude sickness, which yeah. is weird. Hunting. It's legit. They get stuck in a base camp. Their friends go without them. They're like, oh, I'm fine. And lungs fill up with fluid, and you get yeah. choked out. 
You know what I mean? It, it's a real thing. So um, I got not much else to podcast about. You guys got anything you want to finish with? No. Okay. Bob just yep. sent me. <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> Bob just sent me a picture of feeling one of you up, I think. <laughs> well, I got to look. I don't, like I don't want to look at my where's phone. my phone? <laughs> no, <laughs> please, no. So oh, Bob, I'm looking at it. If Bob I'm sends you uh, several photos don't via look text. Whatever you do. Or airdrop, decline. Or you will never be the same. Oh, there you go. Oh, nice, nice. Oh, Lord. Way better than the minivan. Way better than the minivan. If you ever ever meet meet Bob Lagasse, ask him what the minivan is or the Montana musket, and we'll just leave it at that. And leave it on that note. Guys, you have a lot of options when it comes to podcasts. Thanks for choosing ours. We appreciate your support. And, boys, I appreciate you all coming on. I had the best time ever. Let's do it again. Thanks, Dan. Take care, buddy.